Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Confidence in our economy we're building. Let me tell you who else is noticing that. Donald Trump. <laughs> Did you see what he recently said about that? Wants the, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year. Sitting president. And welcome back to another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 1st of February, year of our Lord, 2024. Uh, uh, I, I don't understand how that's okay. How we're not even... We're, we're not even covering it. We have dead soldiers from that bumbling idiot and we're not even covering it. It's like it's not that big a deal and it pisses me off. Today we'll cover a little bit of everything. Do a quick TikTok on Ben Shapiro because that blew the world up. So let's get right into it because I have a short day. I got to go do my phones. Got my new phones. I'm going to T-Mobile. I was going to go to Ryan, whatever the fuck's his name, shit, but it was too expensive. So we can't do a condolence, right? Those three folks, folks, are killed. A lot of people did not like that. David Frum. Americans have been killed by an Iranian drone attack on the 100th day of House Republican blockade of emergency defense bill. On October 20th, President Biden asked for $106 billion to aid Ukraine and Israel against attack by Russia, Iran, and the proxies. For 100 days, House Republicans said no. Today, Iranian proxies have killed Americans. And somebody said, oh, you're saying $106 billion would stop it? But of course they politicked it. Of course they did. Reservists. It's fucked up. Totally fucked up. They got convicted. They'll get up to 11 years. We covered it when it happened in 2021. Singing in a hallway. So I don't want to hear mega. I don't want to hear how the fascists are coming. That's fascist. The FACE Act is fascist. If you can burn a whole city down under the name of George Floyd... You can't send people to, and then let all those people off, which is what he did. You can't send people to jail because they sang in a fucking hallway. 
I, I didn't want to miss that, so I, I threw it up front. Um, it's it's bad. Just just bad. Brianna World, woo. Taking the criticism of statement is good faith. Pelosi wording here is not great, and I understand why the insinuation that people wanting a ceasefire are Russian agents would feel insulting. As someone who also wants a ceasefire, clearly be an overstatement. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck her. They let him get away with everything. And this guy gets it right. Both those fuckers. That's what's wrong with our country. We still have those geriatric fucks. McConnell years ago couldn't even... Stop shaking in front of me. He's got Parkinson's. But Kentucky keeps doing it, so, yeah. So, let's get into uh, some video. This is all about the border. Uh, You're going to have Coates, justification for impeachment. Donald going off. uh, Another senator skipping it. And then MSNBC Hojoja lies about illegal aliens not sneaking across the border. All right, you've heard this before. Members of the House are set to mark up two new articles of impeachment tomorrow. But this time, it's not for Donald Trump. It's also not for Joe Biden. Instead, they are targeting President Biden's Homeland Security Secretary, the man you see right there, Alejandro Mayorkas and the House Republicans that are accusing him is because he's not enforcing, they say, the border laws and he's losing the trust of the American people. You're probably wondering which is the high crime or misdemeanor in like a Law and Order episode. You probably won't find it tonight, the misdemeanor, the high crime, and you're not odd for asking the question because, of course, those are the actual constitutional standards for impeachment. Frankly, it's been more nebulous over the years, but I wonder if you feel that that would meet the criteria. Well, the top Democrat on the Homeland Security Committee says the articles don't include a shred of evidence. The DHS says it's a farce, and legal experts say that this really just boils down to not- This is why we don't listen to the Senate Republicans. This is why House Republicans have done a really uh, tough job and the hard job of trying to find consensus amongst Republicans about what a good border security package looks like. We did that with HR2. It would protect our nation, and it will also protect these migrants, some of which are sold into sex slavery, some of which are abused by the cartels and by the coyotes. It protects them as well. But what they did in the Senate is once again some ham-handed deal that would help the Democrats save face, give Republican leadership an ability to say that they did something. And if it became law, the American people would quickly realize nothing changed except that the politicians patted themselves on the back. We're just not interested in that. And so that's why our position has been clear that that negotiation, they can do whatever they want. But we're going to look at the details. And when the details came out, it was a bill that should never see the light of day. Can you get this passed without Donald Trump's approval? Well, I'm looking forward to President Trump having the opportunity to be able to read it like everybody else is. There's a lot of misinformation out there right now that that I hear this comment that it waves in 5,000. When you hear this invasion, they're emptying their mental institutions. This is poisoning the blood. What do you see? And and how does that contrast, Maria, to what you see on a daily basis and the people that we serve? Right. So no surprise that I will say former President Donald Trump is lying. 
he's lying. When was the last time he was on that border talking to people who would actually speak to him, right? So this notion of like, what did he say? That there's an invasion? Actually, no. That they're unchecked? Actually, if you go to 26 Federal Plaza, overnight, you will see the lines of people standing out there in the cold overnight to register, to be like, we're here, vet us. Hi, we're here. Anybody can go and speak to them. They're not afraid of this vetting. They're presenting themselves in the freezing cold. And the other thing that we're not hearing, Jose, and I know you're going to love this, right? Because I've been out talking with them. That's all, all you need to do is go and speak with them. And I said to, the, to one of the uh, women who I met, she was, I said, do you feel like you're a victim here, that you're taking, that you're, you're trying to take things away? And she was like, we are here. We are getting things done. We're not, we don't even know about the protests. We are resolving. Estamos resolviendo. Tenemos cosas que hacer. So that, I, I just watched the movie Naya this morning, by the way. I finished and I'm like crying, you know, and we love this hero's story. My mom is a swimmer, by the way, at 88. Um, and I'm just like, so we love the heroes in Hollywood. Those actual heroes who are like, we'll ch climb through the jungles, we'll sleep outside, we'll starve, we'll dodge the bullets. They're right there at 26 Federal Plaza. And instead, we have Donald Trump lying and saying that they're hordes and that they're bringing in. No es verdad. Okay, but, but th there is the political side of this, which unfortunately sometimes, many times, overshadows the fact that we're talking men, women, and children. So. The question is, how do, how does this political semantic conversation, which is oftentimes ugly, how do you move away from that and deal with the men, women, and children? And also, Maria and Susan, the issue of there, there are those that have come to this country by the millions asking for asylum, saying, here I am, working at register. But then there are also millions of people who have been here many of them for decades with U.S.-born children. There are more than 11 million families that live, people that live in mixed immigration status homes that have been here participating, that are part of the fabric of American society, culture, and economy. And they also say, well, we're here too. And I want us to remember, th this, is, this is the numbers. I just put them on the screen if you're listening. It's on the screen. I'm not gonna reread them. We just did it last podcast. That's a crime. It's a violation of the Constitution. It is a violation of his oath of office. It's the violation of everything his job is as a president of the United States. He is choosing not to secure the border. Inside of it is fentanyl. Inside of it is gang activity. Inside of it is illegals coming across who are criminals. There's terrorists. And our media just ignores it. They're even as galling to gaslight voters insisting the economy is strong. The real story about the U.S. economy. Nobel Prize winner Paul Krugman lays out the dollars and cents for why Americans are wrong to feel so down about it. How's the economy doing? Well, there's the difference between how it looks and how it feels. Right. Actually, the economy's doing okay right now. If you actually take a step back, the U.S. economy is strong. The economy, by all objective measures, is doing pretty damn well. The economy has actually been incredibly strong. The Biden economy is great. Yes. How does it look? 
Uh, honestly, pretty damn fantastic. But will voters give President Biden credit for it? The question for Biden is, will voters give him credit? When we report on how great the economy is doing, what do you do you feel that? Why aren't voters giving President Biden credit? Americans don't seem to be giving him the credit. Why is that? And what does he have to do to turn that around? If people aren't paying attention to it, then it's very hard to go out and take credit. Voters don't like understand essentially or grasp that he's had these legislative wins. Most voters don't understand what you're trying to tell them. Are we going to get to the point where facts do not matter? And for the, the economy example, people are going to feel the way that aligns with their political party. Republicans are never going to say the economy is good historically while there's a Democrat in office. If you ask me about the economy, they start looking at it through these partisan lenses and they tell themselves stories that are completely at odds with the reality. Nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit for what is really a remarkable situation with the economy. Why don't people give him credit? Well, I don't know. That's the American psyche right now. We're, we're in a bad sort of mood. Do you think there's an element, you know, people just like... But wait, there's more. This is just a slice of the Kelsey Travis bullshit. Inside Biden's anti-Trump battle plan and where Taylor Swift fits in. If you're thinking that Taylor Swift, a person that moved the peg, 18% of the country says they would vote with what Taylor Swift said they'd vote or told them to vote. 17% say, yeah, we're not voting because she wants to vote for that person. That leaves 1%. Because the rest of us, the other 17, 18, 35% of the country's fucking stupid. 65% are like most of us that we're not going in the booths thinking, oh, gee, what does Taylor Swift think? Or what does this football player think? Or what does this person think? We're thinking, why the fuck are we voting for the same two fuckheads that we voted for in 2020? When nobody wanted to vote for them then. But now we have to vote for them again. Which really fucking sucks. Endorsement hungry Biden aides floated Taylor Swift era tour stunt. Oh, I didn't read about this. The Times' idea was a bit in jest, but that the campaign interest in securing Taylor's support is so serious and widespread, the Biden team told applicants to social media job vacancy not to bother outlining a Taylor Swift strategy as a campaign had enough suggestions already. They were going to have her say something during a uh, fucking concert. Taylor Swift, Kelsey, and a mega meltdown. The fulmination surrounding the world's biggest pop icon, a great friend of Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, reached the stratosphere after Kansas City made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, the fulmination around the world joined the team's entourage. The conspiracy theories coming out and make America great again continue to already legion. Miss Swift is a secret agent of the Pentagon, that she is bolstering her fan base in preparation for endorsement of President Biden re-election, or that she and Mr. Kelsey are a contrived couple assembled to boost the NFL or COVID vaccines or Democrats or whatever. The reality is both sides have had their little theories on it. The left is, well, of course she's going to get Biden elected. The right is, there's a video that I've never played that, well, can I get this video? I might play it if it'll play. I'm going to play this while I try to get this video. This is actually a, a report on how she can bo boast, boost voter registration.
Well, some political analysts think young people are becoming a more influential part of the American electorate. KDK political editor John Delano reports that something Taylor Swift did a few days ago seems to confirm that belief. When Taylor Swift encouraged her followers on Instagram to register to vote last week and directed them to the nonpartisan group vote.org, things exploded. The hour that she posted, we saw over a thousand percent spike and that momentum really continued through the day. And by the end of the day, we had over 38,000 uh, registrations that came through vote.org. But vote.org CEO Andrea Haley says what was particularly exciting was a 72% jump in the number of 18-year-olds registering more than a year ago and a general boost in young people registering overall. And about 65% of the people using vote.org are 35 and under. So we're really interacting with the you know, next generation of voters who want to register on their phone, take two minutes to register. Pennsylvania's registration figures confirm a growing number of younger voters. Not long ago, voters 65 and over easily outnumbered the young. Not so true today. Voters under 35 are now 25% of the state's electorate almost equal to voters 65 and over, currently 27% of the electorate. Both Will Allison, president of College Democrats, and Dylan Mitchell, president of College Republicans at the University of Pittsburgh, say interest in voting has grown, largely because of issues that attract young people to one party over the other. For the Democrats... Taylor Swift's the biggest star in the world. Sorry, Gutfeld. She's been blanketed across the sports media entertainment atmosphere. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. And last year's tour broke Ticketmaster, a tour that's revenue tops the GDP of 50 countries. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But I mean, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A PSYOP for combating online misinformation. Listen. You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change, so potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. There's a Jesse Waters thing. I. It's them talking, but do you really think they did all this? Uh, Swifties may be able to sway the 2024 election. No, not going to happen. Most of them are underage. Taylor Swift's Instagram post helps drive a voter's registration, they say, last year, but Biden was already going to win. Let's talk about Biden, Trump, and Taylor Swift. And this is a whole thing about how mega hates her. I'm going to get to it in a second. There are no more barriers across. All I have in common with the uncontrolled and insane, the vicious and the evil, and all the mayhem I've caused, and my utter indifference towards it, I have now surpassed. My pain is constant. I sharp. I do not hope for a better world for anyone. I know it was you. You broke my heart. Future Taylor Swift, probably. I've been trying to reach about your car. My next album is going to be feature Ben Shapiro. There's toilet paper on your cleat. Ketchup belongs on steak. Prove me wrong. I clogged the toilet in the skybox. Your net worth is 5% of mine. 
I'm only using you as a muse for my next album. This is what the left really thinks, which she probably doesn't like, because it's everywhere. It's on Reddit like you wouldn't fucking believe. All they talk about is her flying. That's all they talk about. All the time. I literally chimed in. What do you think if she stops flying, that's going to stop climate change, you fucking moon bat? You people want us not to eat vegetables or eat uh, meat, only vegetables, not use power, ride bicycles, and you're doing that all using a petroleum-based fucking phone. All of this phone is made out of gas. All of it. And oh, by the way, it's charged with coal, you dumbass, because most of us don't have hydroelectric. So your steam plants are using coal to create steam, to push a turbine. But yeah, celebrities and their jet use. Do you think, I mean, we covered this last podcast, but once again, let's just take her out of it because she's in everything and it's getting fucking annoying. It's just like, I like her music. I've said I have, but it's getting so annoying just to hear her name over and over and over and over. Take her out of it. Do you think they could actually fly, coach? First class? How the fuck would that work? A, any celebrity would fuck things up. And then you'd have to wait. And then you miss your fucking next flight because you'd have to wait for that person to get to the plane and they wouldn't be able to get to the goddamn plane because they'd be getting asked a million questions and pictures and their entourage would take fucking forever to get on the plane and they'd demand this and they demand that and, oh, uh, Miss Swift needs green jelly beans only or else this plane can't take the fuck off. And they'd be scrambling to find green jelly beans because Southwest would want her to fly because they could say, Southwest. How Taylor Swift flies. I mean, for fuck's sake, you never get off the ground. You'd be so fucking pissed off. And then let's really look at their jets. Do you really think these little Lear jets are the reason we have climate change? I mean, they track her jet. There's a whole website that just tracks her, just like Elon Musk, which we covered before. To me, that's dangerous as fuck. There's a lot of crazies in the world. Lays the pilot's eye, sabotage the plane. I mean, she annoys me, but I don't want to see her die. That's horrible. And it's so stupid. We have... Reduce carbon emissions exponentially. Catalytic converters, better fuel, more gas efficiency. We've done everything. Electric's 10% of the market now, they say. I think it's a total fucking lie. Other than Tesla's, I don't see anything else out there. And people are really bitching about it in the winter because it doesn't charge very good. Batteries don't work in the winter. I fought in the Hindu fucking Kush. I had to keep the batteries to the whole platoon for our night optics in my shirt just to keep them from dying because below zero in a battery don't do well 
Think about your lawnmower. If you got a riding lawnmower, you leave it in your garage all winter. What happens? That fucker don't work. You got to charge it. <clears throat> and then let's talk about the maggots in Taylor Swift and blah, blah, blah. Instantly, if you say something about the NFL, you're now a conservative online. Which the re- reality is, at the end of that game, when they're about to do the trophy for the AFC championships, they brought Kelsey up just to hear him run his mouth because he's banging Taylor Swift. And they took 9,000 fucking photographs of those two 30-year-olds doing an awkward kiss and hug, and then she got on her jet and left 10 minutes later. So what do you think the conspiracy theorists were saying? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not a normal relationship. I had a girlfriend in high school. We won the fucking homecoming. She's the first person I went to. Not my mom and dad. I went to my girl. I kissed her. I held her hand. We walked around. Then we saw my mom and dad. And then me and her hooked up afterwards. and went on a date. That's what I did. It's not what they did. So of course people are saying it's fake relationship or it's fluff for her next album or whatever the fuck they're saying because I really don't fucking care because it's such a huge thing. People are sick of seeing it because it's all you see and nobody fucking cares anymore. It was cute at first, but like Benifer and all the other celebrity things, all the Kardashians, in time people get sick of that shit. And when you go to Sports Center. And you look for the highlights of the game, and I see more Taylor Swift, Kelsey doing his, men shouldn't do this. Men don't do this. I don't care how badass people think he's so sexy and all that shit. The little hip shuffle dance thing he does and the archer and all the fucking weird shit from her concert. Dudes don't do that. Dude, stop. Fucking stop, dude. We all know you just wanted to hit that shit. You're not marrying it. You're a player. You demand oral sex. You think that girl is down with that shit? Does anybody on this planet believe Taylor Swift's a freak? No. She might sing songs that sound freakly, but I think she's a nice girl, and that dude's a freak. He's been fucking all sorts of shit. You follow his sex life. Good God. That dude's a player. I ain't player Hayden. I'm just saying he's a player. So you go to Sports Center and all you do is see those two wahoos. You don't see the fucking game. I never saw one of the games at all. I saw the fourth quarter. They went, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, third quarter. I'm like, where the fuck happened in the first half? Because I don't watch the game. I'm a football fan. But once my Packers are out, I'm rooting for the underdog. So I wanted Baltimore. And I wanted Detroit. I wanted Detroit to win it all. I hate the Lions. They're in my conference, but the Lions haven't won for fucking ever. And Baltimore hasn't won since like 2000, I think. The last time they won? I was in Korea. Ray Lewis and company. They beat the fuck out of somebody. I don't know who they played, but they were fucking awesome. So unless you're a fan of the Chiefs, Unless you're a fan of Taylor Swift, unless you're uh, one of the millions of women that for some reason think Travis Kelsey's hot, we don't fucking care. 
We wanted, I tuned in to see the trophy presentation because I always watch it. But instead, I saw them kissing and her talking to him, whispering and kiss and hug, and then they left. And that was the end of it. And I was like, what the fuck? That's not what I tuned in for. It's not mega. It's not political. It has nothing to do with it. Everybody on the planet knows she's a Democrat. She's a fucking kid. Kids are Democrats. I was a Democrat in my 30s. I wanted gun control, and I had a plan to take away bullets. The only way you can get bullets is some home defense. You get just a few rounds for your house, a magazine. And when you go to a range, you get you buy the ammo, and you have to turn the ammo shells back in. And that's how we control guns. I know people bootleg and make black water, black black market fucking shit. I understand that. But if you, you attack the bullets, guns are useless. They're just useless. Don't sell the powder. Don't sell the shells. Don't sell the bullets. You have to go to a government-approved range, and that's where you get to shoot. And you can own your AR. You can own your forty-five, your 9 mil. But you have to shoot it at a range that's run by the government. And you track the bullets, just like we do in the Army. You turn the bullets in, the shells, empty casings. So that was my plan, because I was a Democrat. And then I grew up, and I became middle, because I think both parties suck ass. She already backed Biden. <clears throat> and if you think it's going to work, I bring into evidence Hillary Clinton. Did it work for Hillary Clinton? Does anybody remember? I remember it didn't work. That shizzle didn't work, my nizzle. It didn't work. They brought up Jay-Z and Beyonce, who were bigger at the time than Taylor Swift. And it didn't move the needle. She still lost. Black people did not come out and vote in Detroit, and she lost. So this political shit... I know the camps and the far, far left and the far, far right are into it. But to me, it's like everything else. The NFL is showing this shit because people are watching it. And they're talking about it. And they're clicking it. And they're TikToking it. And they're flippity-floppity-flewing it. They're going crazy over this shit. If she takes a dump, people want to smell it. I get it. It's a weird thing. She's the biggest icon and probably the last icon we're going to have in our lifetime because now everything's different and music is not even albums. She's like the last person to put albums out. Nobody puts out albums. They put out releases, like three songs, six max. I get it. I get it. But it's not political, and she's not going to change anything. She's already a Democrat. Everybody knows she's a Democrat. She already backed Biden. So her backing Biden isn't going to change anything. This is still going to be us going to a booth and going, who do you hate more? Because both of them suck ass. Biden's incapable of even forming sentences. Trump's a jackass. Who do you hate more? And that's what we're going to go with. So it's clicks. It's clickbait. The NFL's doing it. The fucking political sites are doing it. Everybody's clicking. 
because we're stuck in this Taylor Swift mode. And it's going to go. She's going to get back on a tour, and you're going to pick up your phone, and you're going to flip like I do to cards. And even though you said a million times, not interested, you're going to have Taylor Swift tickled her nose. She's saying something about Travis in Tokyo, and that's all we're going to motherfucking hear. And you're going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ, I don't care. And then she's going to finish her tour, and it's going to be too much. And even her fans are saying it right now. It's just too much. And she's going to go away for a while. They're going to get married, maybe make it for a while, get divorced, or they're never going to get married. And she's going to write more songs, and she's going to drop more albums, and she's going to be perpetually 21 for the rest of her fucking life. Good for her. Great to hear. Every once in a while, she puts out a song I like. I like uh, Ready For It, and I like Lover. But I'm still just the 1989 guy. She's very talented. It's clickbait. Everybody wants to get a part of it. So it's not Taylor Swift's fault and, and narcissist Mr. fucking Kelsey, who's just trying to improve his brand because he's got two more years and he ain't going to play football no more, so he needs to have a job. Not their fault. I mean, they like it. If you were 34 and you went to go kiss your superstar girl, wouldn't you want cameras on it? I would. Of course, I'd be a little different than him. He'd be like, yeah, bitches. It's mine. Fuck you. I'd be a little more ballsy. Okay, I actually wouldn't. I'd freaking not be ballsy at all. But inside, I'd be ballsy. The fact of the matter is, they're kids, so they're going to get off on this shit because they've been raised in an environment where likes and clicks and all this bullshit is all they fucking care about. It's all they care. They're, they're internet kids. That's all they want is likes and likes. And they're silently at home saving every one of these damn videos to go, even though we might not have a relationship someday, I'm going to remember the time I dated Taylor Swift and I won the AFC Championship game and they took my video while I gave her a kiss. Look at me, I'm a badass. I'm the jock, she's the prom queen. We're living high school. Good for them. <clears throat> but everybody getting pissed about it is so fucking stupid because when you get pissed about it, you're churning the algorithm, you dumbass. So when you post, fuck Taylor Swift, fuck Kelsey, you're just going to get more Travis Kelsey and you're going to get more Taylor Swift because it's either negative or positive. The algorithm doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't care what you're saying. You're clicking on it. So when you click and say, fuck the NFL, I can't take it no more. I'm going to burn all my jerseys like these weirdos do. You just made it worse. When you literally scream at your TV and send letters that people have been doing to fucking CBS or now the Tavis channel. I just made that up. I don't know what they're calling them. That sounds Taylor, Travis. I don't know. I'm making it up. They're going to keep doing it. Social media, it doesn't matter. I'm part of the problem. Right here on my Amazon playlist. Every time I play that fucking thing, I fuck up the damn algorithm. And I play it twice a workout. I like the song. I stretch to Polyphia. The first thing I do when I'm lifting or walking is I push that motherfucking song. And when I end it, I end on that and go to Polyphia to cool down. Twice. In there's Lover. 
Cruel Summer style. Check it off. Blank spaces. Sorry, I suck. I like the songs. They're great for working out. So they're on my shit. But every time I push it, I'm fucking up the algorithm. And so you're getting more Taylor Swift on your Amazon. My fault. Spotify, same thing. Every time you do something negative or positive, you're just adding to the problem. So if you are sick of seeing Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, don't post about it. Don't watch. Change the channel. That's what my wife does. She's sick of it. <clears throat> she hates them. I think she knows I think Taylor Swift's pretty and I have a crush on her, so she thinks I'm a piece of shit. But so she changes the channel. But we just changed the channel. Don't post about it. I never post anymore. It's all over X. It's all over Instagram. I don't post. On Instagram, I've literally sat and three times over the last two months done not interested just so when I go to explore, I don't see those two assholes kissing each other. I'm sick of it. I don't want to see it. Two beautiful people kissing and getting laid really bothers me because I don't get laid. That's how you fix it. It's with everything in our society. You feed it with negative or positive, you get it. And you get a lot of it. Because these assholes go by clicks. It's not even viewers anymore. It's clicks. You go to the NFL, it's him touchdown her. Yay! She doesn't even fucking know shit about football. But she goes, yay, because that's her jock boyfriend. She's perpetually in high school. They took her out of high school. It's a sad life. You really read her story. It's super sad. Rich parents, they pushed her. She got taken out of school at 14. She didn't live a normal life. She even invited her high school classmates to the CMA just to say, fuck you, because they treat her like shit. Because she was a bow-legged, linky little girl who's now incredibly beautiful because she got face surgery and changed her eyes and all bunch of shit. It's kind of sad. makes me sad. Because once again, that's my thing. Talk about it on the show all the time. I don't think women should have to do that shit. I think they should just be beautiful the way they are. Women are beautiful. They wake up beautiful. They grow old beautiful. Women are beautiful. Men are ugly. So all these women doing face shit and boobs and bullshit pisses me off because that's our society. But the reality is, <clears throat> you feed it, you see it. You feed it, you see it. It doesn't matter what the subject is. When it's not Travis or Tavis, it'll be something else. It'll be back to Kardashians. I was one of those people that never watched one fucking thing about the Kardashians or Kanye West or the whole Caitlyn Jenner shit. I didn't look at any of that crap. Britney Spears, none of it. When it came out, I was like, fuck that shit. I just closed my eyes. Friends, closed my eyes. Didn't watch it. I tried with Game of Thrones, but I couldn't help it. That's such a good show. So I watched it. But don't feed it. Because when you feed it, you see it. And that's my segue, because I've been lecturing enough about this. Here's your sign. Mrs. fucking Omar with Somalia's Great America Sucks. ولكن <تصفيق> 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 <تصفي
ama Somali sheegato een in Ethiopia ay la galeen agreement hashis hashis Mahmoud Nur had aniga Somaliga badiiso ayaa ma aha And uh, Inti aniga an Congress jogo. Watan ka Somali biyeheda dat kalaate iya badeheda dat kalma qadan ayan. Watan ka Marekan kan ku matagiraayo dat kalaate in anaga ayna daan. Marka taaska seeda rar Minnesota. Gabadi Congress a udirsaten we idinka warheisa. Sida idinka udreme isin dan taas ay udreme. Madaheena Hassan Sheikhna. وحان لاي هاي وانكو فرح سن هاي شقذا في عن اتخبطي ان دتك الصوماليا اي دتك ملكس تكونول ادرنسي سي سكست انا ان ودي بن هاي صومالي هدي ان هاي وحان هاي دتكرتله دت ودن كودا اقونسن دت ودن كودي ان ويلي غود دينجر لغا جيلين كارين ماركا وحان غير منصوت يسومالي ذا مالك استكون ولا ذيرك يا هذا مرة أو كهذا لاي إذا إنك جاهم بليعين عيا سيدا أد وذا سكوا وذا جوبنتهم سيدا أد كلجين وجرب استاكتين مدحوين هنا بيكوس وأبهان يها إن كلجين عن جرب استاكنو سومالي وسومالي سومالي وحال ولا لان وذا نهاي نقول كيان الله جمك الخيخيب سنايو Dulal bana kan makanan rahsia seniina, insya Allah merdu malin. Lakin ente anhai senada. Lama kah, lama lama kelakai kehibin ayo. Merku wa mahad sentihin, demantin, sedat i syarafin, merku sedat i gusur duisin. You feed it, you see it. Here's our friend and your sign, AOC. Some of your colleagues, and we talked about what's happened at the, the protests this week, uh, have called the president Genocide Joe. Some of your colleagues have accused the president of supporting genocide, including Rashida Tlaib. Do you agree with that word, genocide, that the president's been supporting a genocide, or does that go too far? I think what we are seeing right now throughout the country is that young people are appalled at the violence and the indiscriminate loss of life. We are not just seeing 25,000 people that have died in Gaza. We are seeing the starvation of, of millions of people, the displacement over, of over 2 million Gazans. We have South Africa that has mounted uh, a court in the ICJ. The ICJ ruled this week that Israel has a grave responsibility to prevent genocide. But they're still, they're still the determining whether it's a genocide. Do you think that they are term still is determining given it. that it's still under investigation? I believe that 
they are they're still determining it but in the interim ruling the fact that they said there's a responsibility to prevent it the fact that this word is even in play the fact that this word is even in our discourse I think demonstrates the mass inhumanity that Gazans are facing and so whether you are an individual that believes this is a genocide which by the way in our polling we are seeing large amounts of Americans concerned here's your sign again you feed it you see it this is that lady who sued Trump because she was sexually molested but they couldn't say when it happened, what the date was, or any of that shit. It was in civil court. She got $83 million, and now she's telling Maddo, I'll give you money. All the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. So, Carol, of course, it's just a fucking nut roll man it is just a nut roll that is the biggest it goes back to the fucking people on the sidewalk it's horseshit breaking news justice department is conducting a criminal probe and is cory bush according to six sources familiar with the investigation justice department subject subpoenaed the house sergeant arms records relating to misspending of federal security money I asked Cory Bush about the investigation directly last night. She repeatedly declined to comment and reprimanded me for approaching her as she had a toothache. Uh, toothache. Squad member uh, Jamal Bowman promoted wild conspiracy theories about 9-11 on his personal blog during his previous career as a middle school principal. The Daily Beast has discovered. Every entry... Was uh, every entry was deleted in uh, 2016, but the composition reserved an archive including 137 lines of free verse from May 2011 entitled "Recapulate," what began as a meditation on decade plus of world events, recollecting anxiety over Y2K and controversy around 2000 Florida recount, swiftly delved into the world of 9/11 trutherism. Plane used as missile targets, twin towers, stands on the terror again, began. Later in the day, Building 7 also collapsed. Hmm, multiple explosions heard before and during a collapse and yada yada. Well, guess what, boys and girls? Fucking Van Jones over there, and he's signing a letter on it. He's still on CNN. He got fired by the Obama administration briefly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's who they are. To Omar, this is the same woman that will tell you the U.S. politicians who say their top priority is putting America first are threats to democracy. The Democratic Party is full of anti-Americans. I did a uh, thing on Reddit the other night about Tavis and somebody saying how, uh, why are people so rude? And I, I went on this screed that's got like 25 likes. And when don't people hate people? I mean, the left calls the right uh, maggots, mega white, uh, white Christian nationalists now, terrorists, sexists, transphobes, homophobes, xenophobes, uh, outright racists, and un-American comes from the right, socialist, Marxists, moon bats, snowflakes, and don't even get me goddamn started 
on sports fandom. I've been called a pedo because I fucking criticized Chase Elliott and the whole SEC, the rest of the world, NFL teams. The internet is the worst place on the planet. That's why we wouldn't go there if it was a real place because it's horrible. And everybody has no filter because we're not held accountable for what we say. So you say horrible fucking shit to other humans because you can get away with it. It's not only slanted, but completely off, but I wouldn't expect more from these propagandists. Colin Robinson, the interpretation is slanted. Omar says she's representing the interests of Somalis in the United States, which is a legitimate task. She says at the end of the five territories will be liberated, but it appears rhetorical. And she just says, go fuck yourself, because you can. Nobody's going to do anything. Who's going to do anything about it? Here's back-to-back Joy Reid on a hot mic And once again, the queen of conspiracies, who is the greatest, most skilled, most qualified candidate for president ever, Hillary Clinton, talking how 2024 is going to be stolen, why she and her ilk are trying to steal it already. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. Let's look at the facts. 
The polling is clear. 41% say cheating impacted 2022 midterms. 44% say officials evidence of widespread 22 election fraud. 45% the cheating impacted the 2020. 55% said cheating will impact 2024. And all of these responses are from Democrats. Democrats. They said it. Republicans, 54. Democrats, 29. They know they cheated. They did the mail-in voting, and it worked. It was a good check. You can't control it. If you don't check signatures, you don't check how many people times they voted. There is actual... People went to jail for 2020, but there's nothing the media says. Okay. New York Times blames Trump for the border crisis. Look at the difference. Monthly, 50 to 200K. Come the fuck on. U.S. workers are going to strike over Gaza. And Martha Raddatz tries, fails, to bait General Brown into attacking Trump. Which once again shows how fucking broke dick our media is. I mean, come the fuck on. He's a fucking general. Don't get it. So, we played the video of Ben Shapiro rapping. We're now going to go and do our TikTok moment and see rebuttals from African Americans losing their fucking mind. And it's not only on him, it's on Nicki Minaj. Okay, so the facts thing got people pissed off, so let's watch some of them. Ben Shapiro, of all people, decided to come after Meg The Stallion, and he agreed with the myth that she doesn't rap on beat. Hey, Ben, um, aren't you the same person that said rap music isn't music? Oh, but don't worry about it, Benny. When I rap, I never miss a beat. Oh, my. Now, I know people that'll fuck your sister, but I don't know anybody that want you. Now, why you worried about the flow of a Grammy-winning artist? You should worry about the flow of your boo. I know your wife waiting for the day. You let her win the race, but instead you're looking for an undergrads to debate. You said rap ain't music, but this is you, right? Yes, I've got the facts. My money like Liz, so my pockets are fast. Homie, I'm that baby. Don't be a wild dog. It's a young dog. Homie, no cap. Don't. Nicki Minaj is congratulating Ben Shapiro on his number one iTunes song. My name is Riri, and before I get into the tea, follow me for more celebrity and entertainment news. Now let's get into it. A fan page tweeted that Nicki Minaj's song Everybody featuring Lil Uzi Vert is now less than 700 sales away from being number one on iTunes. Currently, Facts featuring Ben Shapiro is at number one. Nicki retweeted saying, Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro is number one on iTunes. This better be a good edit. Barbs, if y'all don't quit playing. She tweeted again saying I just listened to it tagged Ben Shapiro saying not bad congrats on number one but it definitely sounds like Roman's revenge when the beat first came in I don't know she tweeted again saying Ben Shapiro this guy put out gets a really mad he- this guy really gets mad ben about Shapiro's it. first rap song has to be the worst thing I've ever seen for hip-hop culture I'll just play a clip of that song bro let's look at the stats I've got the facts my money like this my pockets are fat homie I'm epic don't be a whap dog it's a yarmulke homie no cap I don't look up with no cappers. I don't know what I mean. 
me on the internet for my comment section all woke Karen's and I make racks off compound interest y'all live with your parents Nikki take some notes I just did this for fun all my people download this let's get a billboard number one this ain't and I don't want no Ben Shapiro supporters being like, you're, you're just trying to act woke. You don't know what he was talking about. No, that verse was just terrible. And I'm talking about from bars to structure to cadence to flow. It was just... It is the number one song. And I've watched a bunch of videos about it. People fucking liked it. Not good at all. And the fact that one of the best rappers of all time, one of the most prolific female artists of all time, is backing this is, is crazy, bro. Like, why are we even giving this peace of mind? Why are we even tolerating what is going on here? She. I know everyone is probably... For the record, um, this is another one of those incidents that I just went off about Tavis. Why are we giving it peace of mind? Why are we giving it time? You're doing a whole fucking TikTok video bitching about it. Well, you must really want to give it time. Here's a white dude talking about it. Once again, there's just certain things in life. I wouldn't do a podcast about the many girlfriends or boyfriends of Taylor Swift and all the Easter eggs because I ain't a Swifty. I wouldn't do one about rap. I don't do any of my music ones about rap. It just doesn't come out of something I would know about. And people would look at the TV or their freaking phone and go, what the fuck is this dude doing? Because it's not my genre. This guy, he just wanted to get clicks. Probably already dissected this song to death, but I need to talk to you for a moment about Ben Shapiro's latest appearance on the rap song Facts by Tom McDonald. Because hearing it is one of the best and worst things that's ever happened to me. So let's dive into the lyrics. This first one isn't from Ben Shapiro's verse, but I want to point this one out. Pro-choice, pronouns, pro-love, you're progressives. But you ain't pro-gun, no one to protect it. That's some fun little wordplay, just throwing in those pro-words there. I mean, it's quite literally a child's argument to say, if you're pro-certain things, how come you're not pro-guns? Yeah, it, it turns out that people are typically for some things and against other completely different things. A bit of a nuanced view, but there you go. But the reason I point out this lyric is because in the pre-chorus, which is clearly meant to denigrate other genres of rap, Tom McDonald sings, we ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. And uh, yeah you are. One of the first lines in the song is you making fun of progressives for not liking guns and then directly explaining the utility of said guns, i.e. to protect things. You are pushing guns with that lyric. I know you may not think you are because this entire song is a dog whistle meant to blame gangster rap for all of society's woes, but if you sing the lyrics, you ain't pro-gun, no one to protect them, you are quite literally pushing the idea of guns. But anyway, Ben Shapiro's verse is terrific. A few choice lines include, homie, I'm epic, already off to a rough start, homie, I'm epic, don't be a wap. That's how he pronounces it. This is a reference to that time he criticized the song WAP, that's how it's pronounced Ben, and did not mm -hmm. understand how, let's just say, female anatomy works by expressing grave concern at the idea of a wet ass P word. And then the entire internet made fun of him for it. That's an interesting thing to put in your rap verse, a reference to that time where everyone made fun of you for not understanding the basics of human... 
That's not what he was saying. But none of these are ever legitimate. You know what I mean? It's always petty shit. This guy wants to be cool, so he's trying to be all woke and crap. The, the argument he made is that's horrible fucking lyrics for kids to hear. And it was the beginning of the end, because now that's all we hear. Here's another one. Nicki Minaj congratulates known white supremacist Ben Shapiro for the known white on supremacist. ITunes. On top of that, I have been getting a lot of comments of people asking, how is Ben a white supremacist? He's Jewish. And while I thought half of you were joking, I realized that you are dead serious. Ben Shapiro is infamous for using white supremacist rhetoric and white supremacist talking points. Like when he insinuated that crime in the black community is black culture. Use that talking point to justify police brutality on black Americans. This man tweeted that Middle Easterners were not builders, but they were in fact another word that I can't say, but it starts with a B. Look it up. This man's current platform is going after DEI, insinuating that this program that we've had since the 60s is a ploy to discriminate and replace white Americans. It's not a ploy. It actually is that. That's the purpose of DEI. DEI is to make everything woke and to fucking push down whites so that you only get certain minorities into position of power. That's the whole purpose of DEI. And as always, they never argue the point of what people make. They do the side points. It's And they took a fucking joking video that did become number one, and they got upset. This guy got so pissed off, he's got like 19 videos on it. Here's another one. So you agree. All African Americans are criminals, and our culture is criminality, and people from the Middle East that do not share the same religion as you are destined to destroy and not to build. That's the hill you want to die on. That's how far you're willing to go to defend this man, because those are not facts. Those are not the objective truth. When you cherry-pick statistics and strip them of context, you don't get to call your misinterpretation a fact. That's insane. If I went online right now and I looked up the demographic of people who were arrested more for arson, and I came to the conclusion that the only reason they are arrested more for arson is because their culture is fire-starting, I would look insane. <clears throat> and then if I had the audacity to go, oh, facts are, are racist now? Facts are insane now? I would look more insane. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you guys look even more insane when you double down on this. And the gag of it all is Ben Shapiro knows this. He knows that if he hops on camera and says the most insane things, insane people will give him a platform. He's a grifter. Embarrassing. I just listened to it, Ben The reality is Ben Shapiro talks way too fast. It annoys the shit out of my wife. She doesn't like watching it, but she does because she's into conservative content. Nobody can literally work out or argue his facts. That's why they did the video to be facts. The reality is even African-Americans who didn't want this video to do good Stated, the guy comes to play. You're not going to outfact him. He's going to bring out his charts and he's going to prove it, and he proves it every time. Every time. Shapiro, not bad. Congrats on number one, but death sounds like Roman Revenge there when the beat first came in. I got that from somebody never, else's shit. Um, never in my life of being a fan of hippity hop have I ever seen someone just like. Up 
onto a fire in the way that like Nicki Minaj has been putting herself on Fraud Watch. Like her response to a singular bar from Megan Thee Stallion has been like this catastrophic spiral in a way that I, I've just like never seen before. In approximately six hours, she would be dropping the track Bigfoot, which while despite tweeting things like this, she's claiming that this is not a Megan Thee Stallion diss track. Um, and honestly, unless she has a you are hiding a child level secret about Meg or is going to drop a verse to Top Monster, the only people who are going to think that this is going to like win this beef are, are barbs. Like, and I guess that's technically all she needs, but like, this is bad. Had Nicki Minaj stayed quiet and like popped up on a feature on a track and then threw some shots at Meg, all that would have happened was like rap TV or like hot new hip hop would have made like an Instagram post like all the people Meg was throwing shots at. And then it, this wouldn't have been bigger. It would have just been one blip in the series of the multiple people she threw a shot at on his, because it's not a Nicki Minaj diss track. Like even <sighs> Okay, you're boring next. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like lizard, my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yamaka, homie, no cap. Look at the grass, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. She's getting angry. I honestly, I'm not meaning to laugh like in a disrespectful way. It's one of those situations where you know when you're dealing with a lot of different thoughts and different emotions at once, and you don't know how to handle it, so you just awkwardly laugh. Really, just sometimes imagine Ben Shapiro on like a, a going down a slide at a park. Like the, this man doesn't show much emotion. He's just very just. So it's very just strange seeing him in a music video, and he's standing there with the hood over his head. It was very just not what I'm used to seeing from Ben Shapiro, and I think this is something a lot of us aren't used to. Um, so it's just the whole vibe. This this duo is very interesting. As far as the vocals and everything, Tom freaking killed it, as he typically does. He has an amazing, powerful voice. But hopefully if they do stuff again, I would love to hear something, and this would be so difficult to do, but I guess this would like really put their creativity and brains, you know, to the test here, and I want to hear some facts in the rap. And, um, I'm curious to see what they would come up with because I'm still trying to... The female rap game is in such a state of shambles that now the barbs are teaming up with known white supremacist Ben Shapiro to diss rapper Megan Thee Stallion. That is the fourth video this guy did. I just wanted in, to play it. Well, okay, news. Nicki Minaj has reached out to Trashbox Ben Shapiro because apparently some song he came out with went number one on iTunes, uh, ill. She said, not bad, congrats on the number one, but it def sounds like Roman's Revenge when the beat first came in, I don't know. By the way, on the song, he told Nicki to take some notes. 
Which I can't imagine anyone wanting to take any notes from Ben Shapiro, but, that, but that's just me. Second video. Not Ben Shapiro and Nicki Minaj in the Twitter fight. It all started when he started reading her uh, lyrics to the Pound Town remix. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. We're now doing color descriptions of bodily orifices. So Nikki's response was, Roman said leave his ass out of his sir, no pun intended. To which Ben Shapiro replied, not possible at Nicki Minaj since you have apparently never recorded a song that left your ass out of it. To which Nikki responded, next time I'll be sure to add my so you can suck it, love you. To which Ben Shapiro responds, surprise Unfortunately, right-wing pundit Ben Shapiro has released a rap song. Look at the stats, I've got the facts, my money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. And on iTunes, the song is outperforming some big names like Justin Timberlake and Nicki Minaj. For a song called Facts, it actually features little to no facts, but what it does do is exemplify the right's favorite thing to do, which is to complain about things that aren't actually happening. Right-wing rapper Tom McDonald says, Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those? But a YouGov poll found that more than half of Americans have an American flag at home. Not to M YouGov phone is a total fuck. That that poll was total bullshit. I took that poll. That's not what it came up with. I don't even fly a flag anymore. I had a flagpole in my front yard, a thirty footer, lighted. I did. I dug under my sidewalk to run wire. But after BLM, I took that shit down. Because my parents' house got vandalized, and neighborhood in my neighborhood, people shit got vandalized. So yeah, there's that. Mention how many flags they put up at literally any event. He goes on to say, "Yes, defund the police was a rallying cry for people who felt like police budgets could be spread around a little bit more, but actually." And the last one, I just wanted to do twelve. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. So that's our Ben Shapiro section. It is just so funny that they took it seriously. I think it's fucking hilarious. I actually like the video. I um I downloaded it on Amazon and paid for it because I think it's just, I think it's really fucking funny that, you know, they could go and put one album, one song out and become number one in a genre that is known by African-Americans, whites, I don't give a fuck who you are. It's always about booty, always about hoes, always about does, bottle full of bub and club. I mean, everything's about that. That's a lifestyle. I got no problem with it. But when a person brings out that every song by Nicki Minaj is about a gooch, and we probably don't need that just on the radio, unedited. Oh, he's a white supremacist, because she happens to be black. The dude, he is the most hated person by white supremacists. If you actually did any research into Ben Shapiro, you would know that, but these people don't... I watched a video the other day because uh, YouTube, you know, once you hit the algorithm, once again, going back to, if you don't want Tavis, don't fucking talk about it. They were literally saying, I don't even know who this guy is, but they were doing a review about it. I don't know who this guy is. I'm going to do a review. Didn't research it. Didn't do anything. It was just, he's bad. He's a white supremacist. 
but he's Jewish. He has white supremacists after him all the time. It's really bad. So, going to go into woke. A African-American lady beats the fuck out of a mentally retarded lady. A black lady is a total racist. Another one of those people with severe fucking mental disorder, also known as transgender. Turn it up. Turn it on. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. A woman with Down syndrome set upon by two teenagers. Their violent attack filmed by friends. After taunting her, they punched her repeatedly in the face, throwing her to the ground and kicking her in the head. An elderly man passing by stepped in as the woman lay helpless on the ground at Southern Cross Station. The brutality all proudly posted on social media. That was angry. That's what you deserve. This might be a controversial take, but I'm seeing a lot of queer white people posting shit like like posting themselves being really happy and doing some random shit and being like, yeah, our joy is resistance. And like, in my opinion, white people's joy is not resistance. Like queer or not, your joy is not resistance. Matter of fact, your joy is what got us here in the first place. Like your joy is why we're having to resist. And like y'all putting yourselves and finding yourselves and like your own joy in front of everybody else is what got us here. Like literally I'm seeing so many white people right now going on like organizer retreats and posting about their joy and how awesome it was. Honestly, I wanna see more of y'all like sitting your ass at home and giving your money to black and brown people so they can do that shit. I think that I would like validation for my gender identity. There are some pictures of me. My pronouns are it and they. My gender is none. <laughs> I enjoy dressing in a more feminine, I guess, way. But I don't want to be associated with gender. I enjoy looking like a clown. I kind of view myself as a doll. I don't abide by gender. I'm fucking built different. Not a mental illness, though. Not a mental illness. And if you say it's a mental illness, then you're a transphobe. But we got problems with these kids. And, and I don't say that because I knock on them. I've said it. If you just stumbled on the podcast, which I know for people that listen to the podcast all the time, is the most annoying statement I do all the time. That and at the end of the day are my crutch phrases. Folks, this shit's out of control. I and mean, we got kids making up shit because they're just confused. And we have a, a, a political party that supports it because they want people to fucking vote Democrat. So they don't give a fuck that kids are just sterilizing themselves and what the fuck was that let's go into only only fans this came up this week on a show um so some stance stance at this which is crazy must know only fan gender statistics 70 percent of only fan content creators are women 29 percent are men one percent a fan identifies whatever Female-only fan creators earn 78% more than their male counterparts. 85% of the top 10 earners are OnlyFans are women. The majority, 60 of OnlyFans users are male. Men, 60, though. If you look at that, that's a huge stat compared to what it used to be. That's why um, 
porn is twisting towards women. Forty percent or more are women. I remember I used to go out a gate in Fort Campbell, and it was uh, Gate Six. Anybody familiar with the area? And I'd go out Gate Six to go to a Korean um, grocery store to get stuff for Korean food, and it'd be women walking out. Young women, old women. Never saw a dude walking out of a porn shop. It was a woman. It surprised the shit out of me. But they're tilting it more that way because women are watching. Men account for approximately 25% of the top earning creators on OnlyFans. Straight men and women are most common on OnlyFans, while approximately 10% self-identify as LGBTQIA, cosine of 7, plus, plus, plus. The majority, 65% of OnlyFans creators, said that their audience consists of both men and women. More stats that is scary because it's an insane amount of stuff. Estimated monthly earning of content creators and public figures and OnlyFans. In 2021, American model and personality Block China was top earner earning 20 million U.S. dollars. In earnings from the platform per month. Actress and creator Bella Thorne ranked second with an estimated 11 million U.S. dollar earned per month on the platform. Cardi B followed with 9.34 million dollars per month. I didn't even read that right the first time. Fuck me running sideways. So this is what China looks like. This is what Bella Thorne looks like. She's pretty. And we know what Nicki Minaj looks like. But that's insane. That's a lot of goddamn money. OnlyFans users spent $5.6 billion watching internet porn, up 16%. The subscription platform, Sexually Explicit Content, reported $5.55 billion in total spending by users fiscal year end in November 2022, up 16% from the year prior, with creators taking home $4.5 billion of that. UK-based OnlyFans generated pre-tax net profit of $525 million for the most recent fiscal year. OnlyFans owner Leon Ravinsky was paid $338 million in dividends for the 2022 fiscal year, up 19% from $284 million the year prior. OnlyFans had 3.18 million registered creators Which is up. And I'm trying to see. I know the user stat is just insane. It doesn't say. It's billions. It's billions. The 10 best OnlyFans girls and models of 2024. So we're going to open this.
And then I'm going to talk on why I covered this. You don't think I'm being a fruitcake. Okay. A lot of them are free. Oh, this opened up their account. Sorry. Hold on a second. Yummy images. Oh, I guess I got to do it the right way. Only fans. Oh, it's all naked. Uh, let me see if I can get a picture of it. Is it naked? I can't. Sorry. She's a young little girl who's blonde. Emily Bell's a little brunette girl, blonde. Uh, Riley is Riley Swift. She's not pretty. Erica voted number one nicest P word on OnlyFans. That's that's interesting. Um, cute. Maddie Mays, fattest ass on OnlyFans. Simone's a Latino girl. Angel Young is actually very well. She's a very pretty young lady. You can subscribe for nine nine dollars and nine cents. Suki, of course, is Asian. The other person doesn't exist because she went away, and the last one doesn't exist. So, I guess that doesn't work. Top seven best OnlyFans porn models to follow in 2024. Totally different. Ams, Lilith Fox, Miley Mays. All of them very attractive young ladies. And why do they do it? Because it's a fuck ton of money. Because we have a porn problem. Last time I did a stat on it was 4 billion views on Pornhub. You get Pornhub for cook looking for sausage. I know that for facts I searched sausage once. To see if there was turkey sausage. Because I miss sausage and I can't eat red meat, so I thought maybe I can get some sausage. I got sausage, all right. But it wasn't pork or beef. It was human. A lot of penis came in my feed. Didn't like it at all. That's why I don't like porn anymore. Porn's got too much penis. Not a penis lover. Don't like penises. Don't even like my own penis. Not a penis guy. We worry about everything, and that's probably our number one thing. So let's, let's be honest. We have the left freaking out about incels. We have the right freaking out about young ladies who spend all their time on OnlyFans showing their gooch for coins. People don't have relationships anymore. People aren't getting married. People don't even have sex. It is the highest amount of non-dating young kids on the fucking planet. So, you know, Taylor Swift gets criticized from jumping from guy to guy, but at least she's dating people. And I'm assuming she's having real sex. Good for her. Because it doesn't seem to be happening anywhere else. We are living in an internet world where people get their rocks off looking at porn, which isn't real. I'm on Reddit a lot because I'm bored lately and I've been doing stuff and writing comments and people like it, but I pretend I'm young. Because if you say your age, you're kicked the fuck out. Like I did something about something and they, I said I'm 55 and I was booted. They said I violated terms. It was that I was old. My, my son's a moderator. And he goes, yeah, they see you're old. They're done. They get rid of you. The fact of the matter is, there's some confused kids. I, I did a long post um, about porn to this poor kid who was 16. 
And he said, I have a porn addiction. I don't know what to do. And I, I pretended that I, I used to, is what I said. And I said, you need to start substituting. When you have that urge, watch something else. Don't go to your sites. When you have the urge to masturbate, do something else. Because the problem is, long term, you won't be able to have a real relationship if you think porn is real. Because it's not. And it rewires your brain. And I've not that I have porn addiction or I'm into porn, but we've covered it on the show a lot because it comes up in articles. It's a major problem that it rewires your brain and gives you the same feelings as if you were with somebody. It's like these phones. These phones replace drugs for people. It, it likes and people saying something. But I'm no different. When I go, go on Reddit or whatever and I get somebody liking a post, I'm happy. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. That's cool. I feel good about me because it realigns us and gives us endorphins and the feelings that drugs do. Well, it's the same thing with porn. Porn replaces regular stuff it makes you think that that's real but not that I'm an expert because I only have a body count of one and a half now yeah one and a half that's it one and a half times I've had sex or different partners the reality is they don't do that you know, you're, you're, you're not going to um, do what you're seeing in those videos. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen because it's fucking inappropriate. I mean, most women are not going to be down with you not being gross, jamming things in their mouth. That's just not what, the way it works. And everything that I see by accident, because I don't go to porn sites, about the butt and crap. I mean, women aren't down with that shit. That ain't happening. There's no tag team in there. And there's, there's certain people that do that stuff. Hey, good for you. Whatever. The majority of people want normal, regular old sex. It's not going to be this crazy jumping off the fucking ceiling fan crap that you're seeing in porn. And you're not going to find a girl that likes that. You're just going to offend the shit out of them. And because you've rewired your brain that that's sex, screaming, banshee, cr- screaming bullshit, you now can't get off to normal sex. That's why we have such disgusting sex that's ratcheting up in my lifetime and went be from a playboy to now butt stuff. Because everybody's getting grosser and grosser and grosser and grosser because you start desensitizing. Normal things don't turn you... Just seeing a girl in a pretty dress doesn't turn you on anymore. You have to see inside her and all the other crazy shit that's out there. We got a problem with it. We got to fix it. We got to get people to realize that's not real. And if you don't do real... You'll never have a relationship. You'll never be with another human being. And if you think you could spend the rest of your life in front of a video throwing coins at Nicki Minaj to see her brown ass from her lyrics, you're going to end up being empty. That is not life. The best thing you can ever do in this world is connect with another human. And the best way to connect to them is have a real relationship where you really hug and kiss, you really make love, you really hold hands, you cuddle up next to them. That's the feeling that you're looking for and you can't get it through a computer screen. 
So stop porning and start lifing. Stop talking and flirting here. Do it in person. Talk to somebody. Who knows? I mean, my son told me the other day, because I'm worried the fuck out of him. If you follow the show, we got fucked over by this bitch. And I'll call her bitch. I don't call women bitch, but that girl's a bitch. She fucking screwed him over, gave him a communicable disease. Just a bitch. A week before he was supposed to get married. It destroyed him. He was in love. He bought a fucking house for this girl. Well, he started dating somebody. She's got kids. She wants to settle down. She's slightly younger than him. And out of the blue, they went out and just had dinner, and she kissed him and said, I really like you. And he was really excited, and we had a whole conversation about it. And I was so happy, he told me. He didn't tell his mom, he told me. And we sat and talked. And I said, just take it slow. See what happens. Because I want him to have a real life with a real person. Because I know, because I was the one who always got blamed for the fucking history on our computer. When he was a kid, he had a Japanese chick naked shit going on, man. The dude wouldn't clear the queue. He'd print pictures. I was like, dude, stop printing pictures. Bookmark it or do whatever. You, but dude, you get me in trouble every time your mom comes in here and she prints something and she sees titties. She thinks it's me. And I get yelled at. I wasn't even home to be on the computer to look at titties. I didn't even see her titties. But the point is, it, I'm so happy because I'm worried about him. His whole life is probably porn. We don't talk about it, but he hasn't been with a woman in a while. It worries me because I want him to be able to have that relationship because it does desensitize you. It changes the way you view sex, women, men. It perverts it. Whether you want to or not, it just happens because it's porn. If they, I remember one time DDing in a, a designated driving in the army, and I took the guys to a strip club. And I don't do strip clubs. I think strip clubs are bullshit. It's like going to a fucking goddamn buffet and not eating. I don't understand the point of it. I've never been into it. I don't want some woman rubbing her ass on me because I don't want my wife to have some guy rub his dong all over her so I never did the porn thing but I would DD because I was in the army and I'd sit in the back with my soda and just say no no I'd even get a piece of paper and write it no I do not want to dance don't want to dance because I know what dance means you fleece me at 40 bucks rub your ass all over me I don't know why I want to do that because I don't know where your ass has been not a not a fucking prude I just don't get it I never understood the concept it's sad I mean I some of them are pretty. I don't want to just like dance with you once. Like, well, let's go out. But I'm married, so I can't. So why are we doing this? Anyway, I watched around the room, and it was so sad. Some men, that was the only contact they had of women. And then I watched a dude dive on a stage and lick a girl's foot because he had a foot fetish. And I didn't know about that shit. Because this is pre-internet. And I thought, what the fuck is wrong with you that feet make you lose your composure and lick some strange chick's foot? She's been walking barefoot because her feet hurt. I saw it. In a nasty fucking club that's never been cleaned. And God knows what's on the floor. And you licked her foot. And I thought, how fucked up do you need to be? That's pre-internet. So I don't even want to know what's going on now. I don't want to know. It's fucking disgusting. We need to fix it. That's why I covered it. Let's move on.
New for me today, how right-wing influencers turn airplanes and airports into cultural battlegrounds. One example for recent days, when a wheel fell off a jet on Atlanta runway last weekend, Donald Trump Jr. suggests without evidence that diversity efforts were to blame. And a few days ago, lived to TikTok alleged a connection between a drag queen flight attendant and the cancellation of flight because bolts were missing from a wing. David, I'm still waiting for the non-binary blind Eskimo to reach out for me for comment. I will happily respond when the questions you ask them. These fucking people. Then, since we did Taylor Swift today, and I'm sorry, it just came up because it's political. This was interesting. This got fed to me by Google. Because I, I, once again, I'm not searching. I'm trying Instagram. I push not, 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 not interested. I don't want to see Mr. Sexy and her. I don't want to see it. Sick of seeing it. I saw both the Twitter's uh, Taylor Swift's era tour and Beyonce's Renaissance tour. While both concerts were memorable, only Beyonce's was a once-in-a-lifetime show. Renaissance felt thematic and cohesive, while the era's tour ambition left it feeling scattered. Uh, let me just read to the bottom where he surmises this. He's got pictures and everything and blah, 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 blah. While I waited for the show to begin, the stage graphic displayed the progressive pride flag signaling to attendees that this show is a safe space for the entire LGBTQ EIEIO community. Ballroom culture was front and center for the entire, uh, for tenor, entire concert, culminating in a final voguing sequence, all of Beyonce's dancers. And after the show ended, a picture of Uncle Johnny, Beyonce's late gay uncle to whom she dedicated Renaissance, appeared seemingly ending the concert by showing the person that inspired Beyonce's love and appreciation for the LGBTQ EIAO community. I'm glad I saw both Swift and Beyonce while they embarked on their juggernaut tools this year. But the Renaissance tour felt like a defining moment thanks to its curated set list and Beyonce's hypnotizing stage presence. Team Taylor Swift is a pop concert royalty, no doubt, but there's still only one queen. I don't know if she talked about the tour. Uh, Renaissance, love shit. I don't know if Taylor Swift did the LGBT show. I thought she did. Renaissance was curated showcase. Beyonce's tour never missed a beat. All right, so we, we cover that before we can do this. Taylor Swift fan said death threats dox my family and accused me of being a pedophile after criticizing the era tour. Literally kill yourself and call them a faggot. It's something I've seen a lot online lately about Swifties and how Swifties are this, that, and the other thing. And why I bring it up is no, I'm not a Swiftie. Tell me a fan group that isn't fucking crazy now. It's the fucking internet, man. The internet's like crack for fucking bad people. You just get cracked the fuck up and you do stupid shit and you say stuff you would never say to anybody. I've been called a pedo for criticizing Chase Elliott. NFL, team to team. Right now, it's so bad with Swifties that I criticize the fact that we have to watch the Chiefs win another goddamn championship, and I'm sick of it. I want a new team. I want the Lions because Packers aren't winning, so I root for an underdog. Long story short, I was mercilessly beaten around the head and face by fucking Swifties for dare dogging the Chiefs, and these people don't even fucking like football. They're just watching it because she's dating Mr. Jock. 
They don't know shit about football, but now they're all chiefies, and she wore a chief jersey and a chief jacket and a chief this. She probably got chief underwear on. They're all fucking running around and getting chief shit. But they don't know shit about football. They don't even like football. They just like Mr. Tight End because he's got a tight end. I've read so many quotes about his ass. I don't think the guy's even buff. I don't understand how he became such a heartthrob. I just don't get it. But long story short, a lot of articles now are coming out about them being over rowdy. And it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. I've got some arguments on Instagram, arguments on X, and I got arguments on Reddit about it. There is not a fandom that isn't out of control now, and it's because of the internet. Everybody's a fucking asshole. If you're a NASCAR fan, an NFL fan, a basketball fan, a fan fan, band fans, just it's everything now. We we are all or nothing. Like we get our little tribes and we fight for our tribe. And the reason is because we can't find anything else, right? We can't find things to fill our void, so we fill it with other people and being part of a group, right? So the group is Taylor Swifties or Chase Elliott fans, the number nines, ring the bell or the horn or whatever the fuck they do in his town in Georgia. I get it. But to say one fan group is worse than the other is fucking stupid because it's nonstop. We're just bad. Anyway, the short version of Kurt Russell on gun control is basically, you take it from my cold dead hands, buddy. He was on fire. And this is what it sounded like. Yeah, I don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture. We've we've lived with guns since, what, the 7th century or something? I don't know. We all know that right now, guns is a trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope, it's a a totem, it's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being You can say what you want, I don't agree with that. So it's not my thing. But it's statistically... Well, I, you can look. If you think that if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view, I think you're like out of your mind. I think no. you're like I think anybody is. I think I think it's absolutely insane. The problem the problem the problem we're having right now is is that we don't have the concepts of how to um, turn it around and say you know I you you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do, dude. You're about to find out what I'm going to do. And that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do. I get that. To stop him. That's when things change. Obama's point was that the guys who are on the no-fly list... No fly list because of terrorist mm-hmm. connections can get a gun pretty easily. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? They can also get knives and stab you. What are you going to do about that? They can get cars and run you over with them. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? They didn't kill the people in San Bernardino. Oh, but they've killed others that way. Haven't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just put some controls. <laughs> Put some controls. What? So the people, so the, so the people who want to defend themselves can't. No, not so you can't. Just so the idiots can't get a hold of them. That's Do all. you really believe they're not going to? Are you? Are you serious about that? Yeah, are you seriously? What good will that? Oh my God! You and I just disagree. Okay. You and I just disagree. I, 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 I understand that you think that you can control the 
behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No. And there's uh, only one thing you can do with that. And yeah. that's say, no, dude, that's not going to happen. Okay. That's just not going to happen. Speaking you, Good talking with you. <laughs> Good luck with you, Art. In rapid succession, I have some soapboxing. So, well, let's do this first. This guy just came back from getting shot in the head. Wasn't even covered. Guy just walked in church, shot him because he was a white Christian nationalist. Wasn't covered. Why would it be? PBS. I harp on PBS. I'm a fan. I listen, uh, freaking of Denali. Let's go. of Denali. What the fuck is the name of that song? I watch it all the time with my puppy dog. Cartoon about Denali. Molly of Denali. Machicho. Don't judge me. I love that thing. My puppy, when I got her, loved that song. And I was watching um, Tennessee Crossroads. I sponsor it, 20 bucks a month. Well, I used to until I lost my job um, when I got sick. So I freaking used to sponsor Tennessee Crossroads, which is this great show that goes around and shows you the state and lets you see the little places. It's just so fucking cool. Well, anyway, um, it would come on and my puppy dog would get so excited. So I started watching this cartoon about a little girl in Alaska it's like Dora the Explorer, but it's Alaska version, and it talks about the Inuit culture. And I thought it was really super cute, so I watch it still with my dog. Don't judge me. It's a cute fucking show. And I watched um, Lawrence Welk during the holidays. Don't judge me. I had to watch it when I was a kid, and I love it. And I watched some of their um, music stuff. Like, they do uh, Christmas at Belmont. It's just amazing every year at Nashville. I love it. And they used to do Murray States, which was insanely good for a small college. Their music department was the, the bomb.com. They were so good. So I love PBS. And I was sponsored. Three years. 20 bucks a month. Had a Tennessee Crossword t-shirt and a hat. Just walking around in it. I love that show. I'll always love that show. But PBS is fucked up. All right? Any way you cut it, it's super liberal. Our money's going to push liberal shit so I nail it every show because it's non-stop here are three bites on our soapbox tax funded PBS NPR eagerly pushes Planned Parenthood study of rapes and abortions which is always crazy Planned Parenthood big uh, what's the big deal Planned Parenthood releases video about virginity for kids and this woman dude I don't know what the fuck it is she's huge and then once again, Planned Parenthood, or excuse me, PBS back on his bogus gender-affirming care bandwagon as Ohio bans become law. And we're paying for it. All of it. The backers of the ban say they're trying to keep children safe from medical experimentation. That's what they call it, citing risks, for example, with puberty blockers. Orion, where does the evidence stand right now? What is best for these children mentally and physically? So whenever a child is going through with gender-affirming care, it already involves elements such as a mental health screening. It already involves being told of what the consequences are with the child and the parents involved and going through a process of, these are all the irreversible changes. These are the reversible changes. Here's what you can expect on the line. Um, so all of that is already part of the process. 
And gender-affirming care has been uh, approved by several major medical organizations who say this care is safe. Um, and it's the way that uh, Republicans frame this care, it's framed in a way that they're just given this care without any context of of what they can expect and what the side of new research is showing just how much of an impact the overturning of Roe v. Wade has had on rape-related pregnancies. John Yang has more. Amna, polls show that about seven in ten Americans say abortion should be allowed in cases of rape or incest. But since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in 2022, nine states have banned abortion, even in those cases. Five others have exceptions for rape, but only in the very early stages of pregnancy or after the assault is reported to law enforcement. In a new study published this week in the Journal of the American Medical Association, researchers used government data on sexual violence to calculate that since the Supreme Court said states could regulate abortion however they want, there have been more than 64,000 rape-related pregnancies in jurisdictions with bans. They estimate that 26,000 of those were in Texas alone. Dr. Samuel Dickman is one of the study's co-authors. He's an abortion provider and the chief medical officer for Planned Parenthood of Montana. Dr. Dickman, is there anything in what you found uh, in your study that surprised you? Well, thank you, John. You know, the numbers are- Sex means different things to different people. Generally speaking, society tends to define sex in a very narrow way, penetration, penis into vagina. But where does that definition leave queer people or folks who can't or don't have penis and vagina sex and choose to have oral, anal, or another type of sex instead? Sex is defined by one thing and one thing only, you. Maybe that's being fingered for the first time. Maybe it's having anal sex. Maybe it's having your first orgasm. Maybe it's masturbating for the first time or when you enthusiastically consent to sex. That's the beauty of your sexual journey. You're in charge and you can figure it out on your own terms. Choosing to have sex, when, what kind, where, who with, is something that only you get to define. It's ridiculous we gotta pay for this shit. That's all I'm saying. It's just fucking ridiculous. Here's more of the crap. This is uh, CPS showed up to his family home and took their 14-year-old daughter away from the parents opposed her gender transition. The state took custody of the teen. The parents weren't allowed to see her. They were also excluded from her medical care and she was reportedly given vaccines without her parents' consent. This was not in California or New York. This was Montana. They showed up at our home to serve us with papers to take Jennifer out of her care. They told me the reason was that we were unable to refuse or, or refusing to provide medical care. That's just not true. The next day, August 23rd, Jennifer was transported to Wyoming despite the fact that Kristen and Todd were not told, allowed to see Jennifer during her move. CFS did allow Jennifer to stop and see friends and co-workers prior to leaving the city. Krista would later find out that Jennifer had told her friends that she was crazy and trying to kill herself. There are so many stories about this that they tried to get back to their parents, but overzealous liberals wanted to push the agenda. And so they did, which is bullshit. Then our next soapbox... Do you remember Maddo releasing Trump's tax returns and it was a big nothing burger? Well, the person that released it to Maddo is going to fucking jail. 
In Washington today, a former IRS contractor who leaks tax records of former President Trump and others was sentenced to five years in prison. When Charles Littlejohn pleaded guilty in October, federal prosecutors say he weaponized his access to taxpayer data to further his own political agenda, believing he was a... Once again, I know it's freedom of speech. I get the concept. I'm not an idiot. I defended the Constitution. And I've read the Constitution because I carried it in my fucking pocket forever because I had platoon sergeants that were smart and said, this is what you're defending. You should fucking know what it is. <clears throat> Why is the whistleblower the one going to jail? Why is the guy releasing it go to jail? Why is this person going to jail when Loris Lerner, who totally fucked around and fucked with the whole election back in Obama's time got to retire she lied to Congress she did all sorts of fucked up shit nobody cared nothing happened to her it was okay we, we have no standards the reality is something else is there I don't care what anybody says there's something else there that's why he's going to jail he knows something else He'll die. And now we're going to go to the end of our show. We're going to go straight into our lighter fare. It's Ben Shapiro's rap career by Freedom Tunes. Really funny. And the guy I wish I could be because I'm not good looking and I'm not young and my physique is horrible now because I lost so much weight, but I'm really working on it. I'm starting to lift better. I've actually been up in my totals and not like super strong, but I'm getting there. Matt Best, 11X, Train How We Fight. I don't know if I played this or not. Then we'll go straight into our This Is America. Scarborough, Iran directly, uh, strike Iran directly after proxy attack on troops. And then a second one, bomb Iran's oil field. Wow. That's pretty fucking hawkish for people that say war is terrible and shit when other parties do it. Okay, gang. My, 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 my mixtape. Uh, honestly, folks, does anyone want my mixtape, gang? Whoa! Ben Shapiro! Hey, gang, here's a copy of my mixtape, gang. Oh. Ah. Uh, thanks. Okay, $15, folks. Huh? Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought it was free. That's communism, gang. You took my mixtape. Give me $15. Okay, folks. Look, I, I was being polite. You bought my mixtape, gang? You gotta give me $15, gang? No, I, I don't really want it, man. I'm sorry. That's it. You leave me no other option, okay, gang? Oh, no. Please don't do this. I, I, I'm dropping a diss track on you, okay, folks? Uh, yeah. You, you're gonna try to, you're gonna regret trying to dialogue with me, gang. Do Keely Floor be taking place? You're lowering my interest rate. Everyone thinks you a when you walk in the party switch. Forgive me, but I must observe. Your bank account has low reserves. Your girl is flat. Her form absurd. That's what I call a laughter curve. You talk big game, but can't do sh You're kind of like the government. Except that you aren't permanent. And no one thinks that you're too big. Some people think I talk too fast. That's probably true. In contrast to how slow all you morons speak, it's obvious your sh is weak. Accuse me of being verbose for giving you a healthy dose of all the things you need to hear about how wacky it appears. All my rhymes are full of logic. The bars I spit are pedagogic. When you said I was droning on, you must have Man, I'm dropping bombs. Uh, yeah, gang. Uh, uh, okay, $15, gang. Gang. Okay, folks, this country's absolutely falling apart. When you perform a service, people should pay you $15 for your service in the United States. And yet, when people give a mixtape, they ain't want to pay. That's communism, okay, gang? Ben, I told you, you can't go giving your mixtape to unsuspecting people and demand they pay you. Ben? Uh, yeah. <sighs> As a former action guy, I'm here to show you the importance of training, how you fight. Fake arms! Nice. <laughs>
let's uh, start the video. You might not always have your cool guy stuff, but remember, any household item can be turned into a home defense weapon. For instance, a butter knife. <laughs> or a broom. Or a camera gimbal. All right, there we go. Pose it, pose it. Oh, threat, threat! Being prepared for a home invasion is very important. You can use a standard AR night vision, but I prefer the M2 Browning machine gun. Also, make sure it's silenced. Don't wanna wake the wife up. The ATF has been actively trying to ban stabilizing braces, and that's why I created the carbine underbarrel mount brace. With the carbine underbarrel mount, I'm sure to blow my load at the range. Come on, guys. I like to go last. Remember, a threat can present itself at any time. Thank God I brought an AK-47 to the pool! Scuba Steve! It's my birthday and I'm getting I'm in here! I, I dropped the soap! What is up you sexy YouTube mother lovers on this Staying up to date with the most recent training and tactics is why I spend all of my free time watching gun tubers. Oh! In a survival situation, knowing how to start a fire is of the utmost importance. Those will work. Remember, first rule of combat is always look cool. Especially on social media. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. Health is wealth, and that's why I only eat free-range wild-caught elk. Oh, take them back! Uh, also, I always do jujitsu in between my sauna and cold plunge. Yeah, that's weird. Hey, didn't you get this at a high-fence zoo in Texas? It, it, it's still grass-fed cold plunge. <laughs> There's a lot of great companies that make mounting systems for your optics, but I'm ready for any environment at any time. That's why I've made the world's greatest in whatever this is called. Clear! After that insanely instructional video, let's put it all together. Cue cinematics. This is the most stupidest thing we've ever done. So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Whatever. Companies that make optic fucking shit. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You just can't. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh no. Whatever. Who cares anymore? And I always do jujitsu in between my cold ones. <laughs> Remember, a threat. <laughs> That's why you can turn any household item into a fucking shit bug. Mario Kart!
just slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. And this is America of our choosing. Let's bring right now, U.S. Uh, with us, former Supreme Allied uh, Commander of NATO, retired four-star Navy Admiral James Trevitas. He's Chief International Analyst for NBC News. Admiral, thank you so much for being with us last week. I, I brought up a very simple metaphor about a guy who sends people yeah. from that house across the street coming over and constantly, uh, you know, stealing things from your house or, or breaking windows in your house. And we said, well, what do you do? You go take you go take out the house across the street, tell them you're going to call the cops or something. In this case, I, I just, uh, I wonder how much longer is the United States going to allow its troops to be shot at by people who are being funded by Iran? At what point do we not just go to the source of the problem, which has been the source of the problem since 1979, and go to Iran? If Iran, if Iran wants to continue killing Americans or trying to kill Americans, should we not at least sink one of their ships? Should we not at least blow up their air force? Should we not at least blow up their oil fields? Pick one of the three, I don't care. Uh, when this occurred after the blow to- What are some of the options on the table to retaliate here for the president? At the high end is going after Iran itself. Uh, as certain people are calling for. I understand the argument, but that is that would be a major potential escalation. And it, you know, it's not just the United States already has its hands full in the Middle East. We also have our, our hands full around the world. And we've got to ask ourselves if the entire strategic logic of the last decade or so has been to dial down American involvement in the Middle East to free us up initially to deal with China and but, North but, Korea. But Richard, when they're killing Americans, when they continue to target Americans, when it's always funded by Iran, we're not we're not waiting for Iran to declare war against us they already have and this has been our pose since 1979 now we're not going to go into Iran we're not going to do this but we'll do that we all keep trying to do deals with Iran when are we going to make Iran understand that attacking United States soldiers and killing them is just not worth it for them